Captain... Captain Murka. New comic, rebranded, Captain Murka. Hey, not so Southern Gentleman, an episode that, well, hopefully he's recorded this time. Cross your fingers. Let's hope. Everybody who can hear this, cross your fingers. I know this is going to be back in time for you, but your energy, your temporal vortex is going to protect this episode. I'm checking my microphone right now. We had oh, we had a <sighs> we had a great episode. We had a great episode. We did. Right. And and Sean, don't get me wrong. Sean still has a great episode. I but Ricky I is don't have a nowhere to be found. Absolutely. There's about five minutes of us talking pre-show, and then it's Sean and the sound of silence. It is amazing. You remember, we have another episode where it was just you and no me. You should put those together somehow. Oh, that would be... That would be the epic. two episodes have absolutely nothing to do with Just it. insert my audio, and then you respond. Oh, that would be... That may be something. That may be a bonus. Our Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah. If we ever did one of those, that'd be hilarious. That'll be on there. So, <sighs> so let's just jump into a very brief rundown of last week's episode because we did have so much good information. You asked for questions, and Jamie responded and wanted to know how do we think the X Men and Fantastic Four are gonna fit into the MCU. Well, huh, you know. As I recall, I bemoaned a thing about this, and I, I kind of... First of all, let's say Fantastic Four will have to be completely a scorched earth policy right there. I mean, it's it's got to be brand new. It's got to be new Doctor Doom, new everybody. It's got to be a new cast. If, if So help me God if Miles Teller even... even sniffs a Marvel movie while I'm in while I'm watching, I'm going to puke. That oh none of that. Goodness. None of that. X-Men I I'm kind of back and forth about. They've got a good cast. They've got good actors. They've got a connection. I'm hoping that what they're doing is is re redoing these this movie with, with some reshoots and possibly have a story that makes it work and get it fitted in, you know, with, with the Infinity Gauntlet, they could throw in something about changing reality. Yeah, it can happen. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. I, I, if they fit the X-Men in, I'm fine. But Slash and Burn, Fantastic right. Four. Uh, and, and I agree. Fantastic Four uh, definitely needs a fresh start. Definitely uh, a fresh movie. That will, you know, bring us into phase four of the MCU. And and I actually, I, I know you thought differently. I had an idea of X-Men perhaps being sprinkled in at first, perhaps with their own, like, Disney Channel series. Uh, something like integrating them into the Marvel Netflix world. I thought that would work because we have had so many x-men movies we we've had a lot of x-men movies and none of them are just perfect there's there's a few that are really close mm. uh i i love first class don't get me wrong i absolutely love first class and, and i i think 
I think you could stick with most of that cast. I really do. I think that's a good cast, a good area to build. But I don't think they need to be... Maybe they don't need a separate movie. Maybe they can slide into somebody else's movie or somebody else's TV series. You mean for introduction? For introduction, yeah. Okay. Because uh, definitely X-Men is too big to just to be do the do right. the Hulk method. So Right. But but how fun would it be to see, you know, the X-Men in in one of the already uh founded uh MCU titles. So how 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 would you like that to happen now? Now that you said that, where yeah. would the most likely and best place for X-Men to just be slide in and go, "Hey, what's up?" Well, what movie? Uh, X-Men versus Avengers? I I don't I mean that'd be great, but I think it's I think it's unrealistic with what's actually going on. Um I, I think I a second Captain Marvel movie? Uh see that I've I've always been uh I think Captain Marvel's a good place to slide in the Fantastic 4 as well, don't you think? Well, <sighs> My whole thing is is continuity. Carol Danvers is tied to the X-Men. Now, whenever Rogue came along and, you know, uh, Mystique made her first appearance in Captain Marvel, Rogue was Rogue is tied to Captain Marvel. I mean, she has half of Captain Marvel's personality uh, until the 90s. And, um, you know, she became binary with the X-Men. She traveled with the Star Jammers. Uh, Carol Danvers is... is Tied after, well, you know, 70s, late 70s, early 80s, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel is completely tied into the X-Men. Just like um, uh, Rom is has got a, a, a tie into X-Men, which is, you know, not going to happen because it's another property. But they, they did such a great job of interweaving. And that's that's one of the things I love about Marvel is they did such a good job of interweaving their entire company with with each other. Each I mean, other. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man has early ties to the X-Men. Hell, he's been a teacher now at the at the X-Mansion. He's um you know, you've got Misty Knight. Misty Knight who is in uh Luke Cage. I was just reading early issues of New X-Men. Misty Knight's all over that. Luke Cage shows up in the issue. I just uh, put something on Facebook up about two days ago, which was a great issue by Chris Claremont and John Byrne, like number 129. I'm not sure. You can go back and look at the Facebook post. Um, But there's so many ties to X-Men and Avengers and all of that stuff. They could do almost anything you wanted. It's it's a bit much to ask for something to be in Avengers Four. Don't get me wrong; they could do it. They probably will tie something Whoa. in there. They've got some time. They'll throw a stinger or something. If my God, if they can throw a shawarma scene into Avengers after the premiere already happened, as we <laughs> as we knew before and as was confirmed in the director's commentary for Infinity War, Joss Whedon says they filmed that scene after the premiere for that movie happened. That's so awesome. they can do just about anything they want to with this. And, and I would be very, very pleased if they did, you know, nudge a shadow of the merger in on this next movie. I, I'm not going to cry a river if they don't. 
Uh, well, I want it to be done right. You you want yeah yeah exactly you want stuff done right, and and you want it to look quality. So in the meantime, what do you do with two nearly completed movies as Dark Phoenix and New Mutants? Well, hopefully, hopefully that's what they're doing. I mean, hopefully they're making number one. Changes that Kevin Feige goes, look, this is what I want out of these movies. I don't think they're working here. Let's, first of all, make these movies great movies. Uh, that's that's what needs to happen. If they're going back and they're spending the money for reshoots and they're going to tie it in, first of all, make it a great movie. If they can't do tie-in stuff, you know, they don't have to. The movies can still be standalone movies. There have been several movies that have no ties whatsoever. I mean, they don't have to. Black Panther did not tie into Infinity War. There was no Infinity Stone in Wakanda. It was a standalone story, and it was strong enough, it was well well told enough, that it, did, it didn't need it. And um, I, they could do these movies the same way. There's always more time. They could finish New Mutants and, and Dark Phoenix and not have a single thing to do with the MCU, as long as they're great movies, and I'll be happy. If they if they do tie in the MCU, that's fine. But I want them to be great movies first. Let's let's hit the topic that changed. Um, we talked about Kevin Feige coming in having a meeting. Now, of course, we've gotten the news that James Gunn is done at Disney. It's finalized. He's not going to work there. They're probably going to use the script. The script. Dave Bautista is pretty pissed. Well, I want to see what happens with that. The story is still going, it's a but drama. but it's ending. A drama. It is getting close to the end of it, yeah. uh, you know. Let let's let's move forward. I'm not going to sit here and bemoan the loss of, because I mean, any one of these guys could at any point, you know, a tragic accident happen or something changes in their life, or God forbid, you know, something like Zack Snyder happens. We could lose any one of these guys. This is just one way we've lost him, but he's still around. Well, hopefully, uh, great studios have been chomping at the bit to get a shot at getting some of that James Gunn goodness uh, wrapped around something they got. So, who knows? Maybe DC Warner Brothers will pick up the ball? <laughs> Maybe not. a Doom Patrol movie or something? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't think that'll happen. We can move on to the last thing we hit, and which was um, Star Trek, which is another franchise, has lost both... Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you want to J.J. Abrams keep this train rolling and go with new people. I mean, you could. I mean, Chris Pine is not the defining James Kirk. I mean, he he was a good Kirk. I mean, he echoed back uh, to our Kirk, but it, it's not impossible. You You could do it. And it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's it's going to be Especially difficult. It's it's quite a hurdle to jump, but people yeah. can jump it. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I think you uh, you got to let one. You got to pony up some money and pay them. You got to. If you want your franchise to continue, you don't just let your main man walk away. I, you just can't. Well, you, let you, you got to remember. And that, and that, that goes that goes with a sports team that goes with a lot of things when you have a key player you know what's integral to your success I, I think you got to pay Chris Pine well I'm glad you said that because 
the sports metaphor is very fitting for this because there's a lot of teams that pay people a lot of money that don't never even see a playoff game. And that's that's what we're talking about here. Star Trek, as a franchise, does not do box office blockbusters. It just doesn't. There's not a blockbuster Star Trek movie. Um, right. You know, there's great Star Trek movies, don't get me wrong, but they're not doing... Avengers Infinity War numbers. They're not doing Black Panther numbers. It's just... Star Trek isn't that kind of fandom. I mean, it's people love it, and people love sci-fi, go watch Star Trek, but they go because it's sci-fi and Star Trek. They don't go because it's Star Trek! You know, it's... It's just one of those things. I mean, I don't want to insult anybody who's a Star Trek fan. I am a Star Trek fan, but you got to be honest with yourself. Star Trek is thoughtful. It's not Star Wars. It's not exciting sci-fi. It can be. There are points. There is emotional beats. There is Wrath of Khan. There is, you know, the new J.J. movie when it came out was, you know, a great experience and really smart storytelling and, and a new spin on something. Um, you can have your... But but Star Trek is something that that builds over time. Uh, like all the series, of course, have have been great in retrospect. Your first season of of any of the Star Trek mo- uh, shows is you know kind of ho hum, and then you you get to where it, it's a good show. I mean, besides the new one, Discovery, where they took they took kind of a blockbuster. Uh, mentality behind it and made great sci-fi with it and I, I will I will support anybody saying that Discovery needs money and great actors because it, it is a great show um, and I, I am super excited to see season 2 but I'm sorry Star Trek doesn't break the bank I agree I agree 100% but Sean um, let's uh, let's move yes. forward this week so David this week Sent David. us an email a very long time ago, and David, once again, I apologize that we had like three weeks ago. I did, I did respond weeks. to him finally. Uh, yes, but what you so, got? So, thank you, David, for emailing us. Uh, finally, we get to discuss it on the podcast. Hopefully, it's uh, recording right now. And uh, you know, David, David sent us an email, and I, I love it. He he hit up a lot of points. Uh, he he's obviously he recognizes our Marvel bias. Uh, yes, we are fans of Marvel. Uh, he's a DC guy. So David, maybe you could be our DC correspondent. We have, we have quite a few DC fans that, you know, the, the two or three people that email us consistently are, are DC fans. And that, that's good. We need their point of view. Definitely more so because it, it, it's something where we're lacking. Um, you know, he, he talks about, uh, the you know we were talking about the titans episode where uh robin the trailer yeah yeah the, yeah the, the, the f-bomb and uh he definitely thinks dick grayson would say f-batman uh he brings up uh, a lot of points of contention between batman and robin and you know which which is true you know thinking about which is it true. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 he he brings up a solid point and that that is very much true um he also talks about how he's super hyped for Glass. Uh, you know, I, 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 those M. Night Shyamalan movies, they're so, like, do you ever get the point where you're like, 
I really want to see it. I really want to see it, but do I want to be aggravated by M. Night Shyamalan because what if he doesn't pull it off? Uh, <laughs> he said he definitely likes The Village more than me. Uh, I, I am just not a fan of The Village in any way, shape, or form. And uh, then lastly, he brings up DC Animation, which both of us agree uh, dominates Marvel. I mean, that is that is the one area where DC just does an excellent, incredible job. Um, he listened to the episode where we discussed the death of Superman. And, yeah, he, he brings up good points. I, I remember reading these Death of Superman comics as some of the first, I, Mom, I need you to take me. I need to get this issue because it's coming out. And uh, he brings up the points of uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, which were absolutely incredible in that series. Uh, I, I really enjoy Booster Gold. He is he's a very cool guy. I enjoy it. Um you know, and, and then he says that he has high hopes for Reign of the Superman, which is, uh, I, I think it looks great. Obviously, um, if you haven't seen Death of Superman, there's definitely some Easter eggs to let you know that uh, Reign of the Superman is coming. And thanks, David. I, I very much appreciate you sending an email. Thank you very much. Send us more if you're listening. This is the type of stuff we want to do. We we thoroughly enjoy getting emails from people that listen to us, people that have counterpoints to us because Rick and I are friends because we we both enjoy a lot of the same stuff. Now, note, the, the two of us can bicker like old men all day long if you get us on the right topic. But if we say stuff and you have a counterpoint, Please send us an email. We we enjoy it so much. Uh, not so southern gentlemen at gmail.com. Hit us up once again, David. Thanks. Speaking of topics we can agree on, Sean, what did you think of the Iron Fist season two trailer? I'm there, man. I, I I'm there. I I will be I will be watching this. The the choreography in the trailer alone showed noticeable improvement through a trailer and and I'll, I'll admit i read some comments and stuff and somebody was like you know what i was able to look past it and really enjoyed season one and that's kind of the way i feel i know you do not feel that way you could not look past a lot of the shortcomings of season one yeah well for, i mean for season two this looks very good well yeah season one in a nutshell the problem for me is if if you're going to take a, a, a series based in martial arts and mysticism and leave out or not give service to the martial arts and the mysticism why are we making it uh you know the story was okay i mean and of course we had expectations like daredevil like the luke cage and jessica jones <sighs> but we we won't rehash that the 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 second trailer looked much better than anything in the entire first series that I'm very happy to see, and uh, we get we get the uniform, and they show why it'd be a little goofy to show him in the uniform, and uh, I know and understand that the 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 feet would bother the heck out of me if he's in the comic, uh, just shoes he wears, which is yeah. uh, kind of goofy. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I enjoyed the trailer. Uh, Misty and Colleen both look amazing. Um, yes. And uh, I, I want this to happen. Daughters of the Dragon, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, like the episode of Luke Cage that I haven't watched yet. You know, that. Let's do that. Let's do it. So now, now you were telling me before the podcast, and I didn't even look into this story, that Deadpool 2 could have been really bad. Oh, for me, it could have been Would really bad. Elaborate? Really bad. Because... Um, so Tim Miller, who was the director of Deadpool one, who had a disagreement with, you know, Ryan Reynolds and the rest of the writing team about what, what they wanted to do, the budget they wanted to have. Well, the, one of the guys that worked on previs for this movie, uh, a concept art and all that started releasing some of the concept art. And this included freaking Miles Teller Fantastic Four. All of them were going to be in Deadpool 2. Oh my God, I would die. I would just die. This is bad. This is so bad. What, yeah. if, what if they had been in there and then when he went back in time, he shot them as well as just... <laughs> well, see, if that would have been... If, if that would have been part of the this movie like if they come out with deleted scenes like uh, the baby hitler one there <laughs> they've showed um I, oh, I don't know cuz i don't want i don't want that stink tied if they make the if they tie them to the marvel movies then that's going to retcon fantastic 4 being connected and i will i will completely barf i will barf all over myself and not clean it up i'll just i'll just live hilarious. there <laughs> If you had to watch on replay for a day, one movie, and you had to choose between Green Lantern or Fantastic Green Four, Lantern. No problem. Okay. All right, I was just checking. Just and plus, checking. it'll give me warm feelings of, uh, remember when Deadpool 2 shot Ryan Reynolds for, <laughs> for being in Green Lantern. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, I wanted to talk about this subject. Now, Sean, there are certain things in our lives that are just engrossing. And I want to talk about, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones is the best example. Uh, and I have a couple of this Game of Thrones and mythology. The okay. thing I get drawn into is things that have mythology. And there's a, a lot, you like some of the same stuff I do. I know a lot of people who I've talked to that are like-minded like me, are, are gra gravitate toward these things, things with great mythologies or deep enough that you can. Yes, yeah, Game of yeah. Thrones, Lord of the Rings, uh, yeah. X Files, Gravity Falls, uh, you know, mm, stuff like that. I love Gravity Falls. Yeah, it has great mythology to it. I mean, it's 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 what brings me into certain things. Like hell, even right. I was even more interested. Not that I watched it, but. Whenever I discovered Power Rangers after like three or four seasons had mythology to it, like Jason David Frank, who is going to be at Arkansas Comic Con, was referenced and showed up in other episode, other seasons of um, of Power Rangers. I think what? <laughs> I didn't know this stuff was. I thought this was just kid stuff. It's actually got story. But uh, what what is your favorite thing that has mythology that you can just? Your quiet time. You know what? I'm going to read more on this. What What is it for you? Oh, the, uh, you know, when you were talking about this, two things come to mind. Um, one of them I haven't read up on in a while, but I know I've read a ton about it, and that would be Lost. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Lost. You know, I have the Lost Encyclopedia. I used to sit and just read and try to figure out, okay, I'm going to concentrate on this idea in Lost, and I would just dig through stuff. Um, another one that I've really gotten into lately uh, would be anything in the Soulsborne series, uh, Dark Souls, but more so Bloodborne. The, the video game Bloodborne, the story for that game is one of the most engrossing, exciting stories. I wish there were novels about it. Uh, there's a five comic book series. I just picked up the, the fifth one or, or the fourth one last night. I think the fourth is what I got. There's only four of them out. Each one of those comics, I scour it. I, I look in the background for details about stuff that I know in this game. Um, there was a Redditor that had wrote like a, uh, a, a fan fiction about uh, a Bloodborne hunter. I, I downloaded 90-page book and read it, dude. It was so much fun. Like, It's the first thing that I've ever probably ever read a fan fiction for, ever. Uh, was Bloodborne, and if there were Bloodborne books, I would definitely buy them, but that is something that yeah, yeah, it has a mythology and I, I friggin' love it. Um, I think, and everybody already knows this, of course, but my first thing was was Marvel Comics. I mean, the I have an entire collection of uh, the official handbook to the Marvel Universe, the first edition, second edition, update 89. I had the loose leaf ones idea, but it was too much to keep up with. Um, you know, just having all of the, the the fact that somebody sat down and had enough care to craft you know all of this backstory and all of this stuff and the the fact that in you know the comics they'd have that asterisk and go oh you know see Captain America 142 you know for what they're talking about here and you could go look it up you know that that was just wonderful stuff because it led you down the rabbit hole. And, and as you kept going, you were just picking up those Reese's Pieces trying to find out where they went. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> and, I mean, it just kept going. I mean, uh, same thing with H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraft stuff. Love those books, you know. They they tie into each other, even though they're individual stories, the Elder Gods and all that. D&D is that way. Uh, like you said, Lost is one of the best modern examples of this. BSG. Um, you can read so much about this stuff, and you could never, ever learn learn it all. I mean, it, there's a finite amount of stuff out there. Like, you can read everything there is about Lord of the Rings. You can read The Hobbit. You can get into Lord of the Rings. You can read The Similarian. You can do all the other stuff that the, the Tolkien children have, have put out and the, the side stuff. And, you know, just be like... Uh, uh, not Stephen Colbert. Um, maybe it is Stephen Colbert. Yeah, he's a huge uh, Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just the stuff like this that drags me in, and and I love that feeling of of learning new stuff about about something I love, and I think that's what a lot of us do. I mean, oh yeah. You know, you can always you can walk into, and that's what I love about uh, uh, geek culture. I mean, you can walk into a comic book shop, and the guy or girl standing in front of you, you've never met before in your life, maybe a completely different race, religion, uh, man, woman, whoever, and the moment somebody goes, "Man, I love Ghost Rider," 
you're in. You automatically know who that person is, and you can talk to that person about the same things you love. You know, oh, mm-hmm. I've, I started with X Men back in, I started collecting, uh, uh, you know, in the 200s, and I've gotten all the way down to the teens. I've got trade paperbacks. I've read everything X Men put out. Oh, great! You know, my favorite story was this, and and that conversation happens organically. Doesn't matter who you're talking to. Any one of those chess pieces can can fit together. That's that's what's so great about about our culture. Oh, that's awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I love, you know me, I love anything with a rabbit hole where, where all you can, you can keep digging on this and keep digging on this and keep, and, and honestly, you know, I feel that way about sports. That it's one of those things where I dig through rosters and who played on this team and where they went for it and what they played you know what positions they played, where they went. If, there's so many things that when you love it, you can dig for it, find all sorts of information about it, and yeah, I, I'm I'm totally down for anything with a good. And I'm going to say this the second time in this episode. I'm so glad you brought the sports metaphor in it because again, well, I mean seriously, because that's why I don't know why we separate each other like this, like. Uh, you know, a jock is just some a nerd who loves sports. I mean, there are oh, so yeah. many, so many people like Sean who can yes. quote you chapter and verse about a team or about a player or where they started, where they came from, what college, and their stats and all that. That's the same exact thing we do with well, with fa- what we fantasy love. Fantasy football is D and D for jocks. A- absolutely. I mean, that that's yeah. the same thing. Why some of us can't sit together in a room? Ah, oh, dirty nerd comic, blah blah blah. Ah, stupid jock sports fan, whatever. You know why? That we're the same. That's the I always, <laughs> always feel, always feel awkward because I'm like, I can play both sides, man. Like I, I'm on both sides of that team because I, I seriously could sit down and talk about comics for an hour, and then sit around and talk about football for an hour, and. Never miss a, miss a beat on anybody, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I absolutely love it when I find people that can discuss both of those with. I'm like, yes, that's when you know. That's when you know you've got a good tie. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, man. Speak to us of your riches. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I spoke about it last episode, but, of course, nobody heard it, so I'll speak about it there again. Was no last there was no last episode. Um, this is the last episode. What's going on? Um, I went to Shannon's Cards and Comics in Wynn, Arkansas, and got just had an amazing deal. I got X Men number one hundred eight, uh, a John Byrne X Men number one seventeen, uh, the first appearance and origin of the Shadow King one twenty, first appearance and origin of Alpha Flight. And uh, an iconic X-Men that I didn't know I was missing, number 234. Um, it's where Wolverine's on the cover. He's got his claws out, and he's, like, becoming a brood. Um, and it was absolutely great. Um, That's awesome. A screaming deal on those. And thank you so much to Shannon. Um, I also uh, took my kids to uh, David's Burgers, and then I also noticed a... A Facebook Marketplace deal about comics, and I got uh, four twenty cent Fantastic Four, seven um, twenty five cent Amazing Spider Man, forty twenty about well, twenty to sixty cent Captain Americas, plus annual number one and annual number three. Um, you know, some of those 
aren't in top condition. They're just like close to reader quality. Yeah. But I mean, just all of these at once. I could, I could, I could, I mean, 25 cinematic Spider-Man. I mean, this was, you couldn't pass it up. no, wow. Yeah. I would get what? You're so lucky. But uh, I was rereading these X-Men last night and it's new John Byrne art that I hadn't got yet. I mean, I'm only now, now I am only missing between, so X-Men 101 is where I start. Of course, I need 94 through 100, but those are kind right. of, that's kind of, that needs to be a special occasion kind of extra money from I don't know where that hasn't got here yet. But, yeah. um, so I need like X-Men 103, I need X-Men 107, and I have uh, every, every I'm missing two X-Men to have a complete run of like 10, 101 through... 400 something so I'm, I'm getting close I'm getting excited <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome which which I don't have any local hall I don't have any local hall but I was thinking you're, you're going to have a chance coming up soon to get those comics at Arkansas Comic Con so, so I'm going to use my local hall time to talk about how pumped I am that I'm going to get to meet Bam Margera. Oh my gosh, here we go. Uh, because uh, when I sent this to you, I don't think you contained yourself. So. Oh, oh, I already knew. I was already like, holy crap, what? And Michelle's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you, I, how did he get to come to Arkansas Comic Con? How? She's like, what are you blabbering about? I'm like, Bam. Bam's going to be there. Like, m- my entire uh, military time was spent in utah mostly stateside uh utah and my friends and i would seriously i have videotapes of us doing ridiculously stupid stuff all inspired by cky and bam margera Uh, i mean you know everybody everybody that's probably listening all of them know who jackass is and johnny knoxville and them but for me it's cky it's 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 jesse and the band and then you learn about bam and his friends doing all the ridiculousness that they did you know burning down rental cars and all sorts of stuff i I, i'm very excited to meet bam um i'm just happy for him personally that he's out in public um, you know, he, he's only recently coming, coming back to, to, to public and being where he's out meeting fans and people because, you know, that it's still very hard for him, uh, since Ryan has passed and I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I am, I'm so excited to meet him and this, this is going to be one for the bucket list for me. Hmm. Yeah, um, I have to. I have to sit down and think about what I really want out of Arkansas Comic Con because I'm down to. I either need to go through dollar bins or I need to. Okay, I want this one issue. And this is all I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, normally I'd be thinking about books, but I'm, I'm going. I want to meet Bam. I want to meet Joe Bob Briggs, and I need to be uh, or meet. Um, I can't think of his name. The voice of Lord Beerus. So I can check off another Dragon Ball Z character. Off Jason my... Douglas. 
Yeah, Jason Douglas. So if I'm meeting three people, I don't know how my budget's going to be as far as comics. What about the voice of Mario? You don't want to meet the voice of Mario? Charles somebody? Lord Beerus could defeat Mario with just, you know, thinking about it. Okay, I think it's kind of cool that Jason David Frank is going to be there. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Power Rangers, but this guy I like. I can't. I can't explain to you why. I mean, I just know the mythology thing. He's the green and white ranger. He's been there. He. They had him in the movie. Kind of cool. I mean, that's that's really cool for uh, in Arkansas to have a comic con to have a figure like him. I know tons of people. Transformers community also has a smaller portion that are Power Rangers fans because they had those great. Uh, uh, Zords that transformed. I'm that excited. I'm, I'm excited be, for that too. So it's gonna be, and then plus gonna be we'll good... we'll probably meet our 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 buddy. But was it Bob's Comics? Um, who's normally there? Oh, I forgot about uh, Bob. Yeah, well, there's also Mario's. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, Mario's as well. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. a good time. So oh no, uh, it, it's uh, it's Bill. Bill, Mr. Bill's Comics. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Bill's Comics. Oh and no, Mr. Mario's Bill. Comics for the, are all the great prices on graded books well let me let me grade on sean's nerves for a minute so i discovered that there is something i've been looking for for a very long time that i didn't know existed so now available for and i I may become a computer gamer because of this because i don't currently have a playstation 4 or a playstation vita or a nintendo 3d oh i do have a nintendo 3ds oh but i don't have steam um so there's a little game that I love called Castlevania. You you may have heard of it. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, there's a new game out called Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon, which is which is basically Castlevania without uh, being Castlevania, and it looks amazing. It is a modern, redone uh, in the style of those eight bit, sixteen bit games, but taking advantage of the hardware and the graphics and everything. Uh, and then there's another game by uh, Koji Irigashi, Iri- who okay. was the designer of uh, Chino Rondo, Circle of Blood, and Symphony of the Night. And he, he's been on the Castlevania games since then. Uh, he helped design the Curse of the Moon, the, the, uh, the ones on the 3DS, and he has went and designed, kickstarted a new game that is very, very beautiful. Uh, very Symphony of the Night, but in a modern, high-powered, um, you know, graphics-heavy game format. And this is something that I made for for $28, a digital copy of the I game. Think, <laughs> so I think you need it for PS4. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You need it for PS4. Maybe, maybe. But I have to get a PS4 to do that, so that, well, that's a Stick thing. with me after the podcast. I may be able to help you there. Okay. Anyway. All right. That's that's what I got. <laughs> I seen a movie yesterday. I heard. Yes. Uh, my wife and I sat and watched Upgrade, which I believe when this trailer came out, we discussed it, that it looked like a fun movie. We did. Um, it, The cast is full of people where you're left going, I know that guy. And then somebody else pops on your screen and you're like, I know that guy. You know all the faces. 
Uh, none of the actors are extremely, extremely prominent. But Tom Hardy uh, is. The, oh, yeah. The Tom Hardy straight up 100% lookalike Logan Marshall Green. My goodness. If, they're, if they ever need a body double for Tom Hardy, it is Logan Marshall Green. Uh, I remember talking about this trailer, and I think I even said Tom Hardy. Because I watched the trailer and I was like, oh yeah, that's Tom Hardy. And then just didn't even think that it was anybody else. And sure enough, it's Logan Marshall Green, uh, who we all, we've seen. He was the, uh, the first, first shocker in uh, Homecoming. Not the second shocker, the first shocker. Not the second shocker, the first shocker. Yeah, uh, nobody expects the second shocker. <clears throat> So it it was a very fun movie. It is it is action packed. It it's a fast paced movie. You're not really bored in any spots. I you know it, it it's definitely stereotypical action super tropes. You know there there's certain things where you're like, and now this is gonna happen, and you're like, called it just because it's following the same plot that many many other action films have uh it's got a great ending i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie i was entertained throughout the entire thing i i would recommend it if if somebody wanted to watch a good action flick and upgrade was available for them i would say give it a try you're gonna enjoy it that's awesome oh, I, I i do plan on seeing this as soon as it hits streaming that i that i already pay for um, now, something I do already pay for, uh, Netflix has a series that I do want to talk about. I don't think I've mentioned it on here, other than my son watching some stuff. Sean, have you ever given any thought or time to the new Hawaii Five-O series? I have. It's good. Uh, but, but when we were cord cutters, we, uh, we kind of cut that and really haven't we we just don't watch shows like that on a regular basis it, it's kind of for me it's you know obviously it's a toned down version of ncis or csi or one of those well it, it's probably ncis and specifically los angeles because uh robin and uh ll cool j showed up in an episode my son was watching and i like to flip my lid i was like what wait a minute what is is that is that who I think it is? Is this NCIS? What are you watching? He's like, no, it's Hawaii Five O. I'm like, they're in Los Angeles, and then suddenly McGarrett and <laughs> McGarrett and uh, Dano are on screen. I'm like, oh, 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 okay, okay, they're doing a crossover, awesome. I guess. So yeah, it, it's related in that capacity. But um, this show has a lot of. Uh, first of all, it has a lot of lost people because it's on Hawaii, like. Uh, 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 well, I said lost, but the first thing that pop Boomer from uh, BSG is in here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jen is one of the main characters. He's 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 a uh, um, Daniel Day Kim is his name, but his character her na- her character is Kono. He has he has a a cultural name, and I cannot remember what it is. God forgive me, but. Um, also has uh, Tweeter from Varsity Blues. Um, oh, yeah. Scott Kahn is in it. Uh, I can't remember the guy who plays McGarrett, but he he is actually really good, and he's the straight guy because um, 
Dano is really funny. Of course, if you don't know the premise for this show, Dano is a cop from New Jersey who moves to Hawaii because his his, his ex-wife took their daughter to Hawaii, so he moved to be with her. And then uh, Leo... Not Leo. That's Leo McGarrett from West Wing. Ugh, Leo McGarry. Um, but McGarrett is... Uh, you watch way too much TV. I do. And uh, he... Is from the island, but he comes back. His father was murdered, and he comes back to figure out his father's murder. Um, and that's the mythology for the show. There's a huge mythology for the show. In fact, um, the Iron Chef America, Mr. Uh, uh, Only the Strong. Mark Dacascos, yeah. Dacascos. Mark Dacascos, the Iron Chef. Uh, you know, I've recommended Only the Strong before. It's a great cheesy 80s movie. He plays Wolfat in it. He's the main bad guy who's not in it very much because he's part of the mythology of the show. Uh, it's in the third season. They have a great comedy chemistry with uh, Scott Kahn and McGarrett. And, and there's my son loves, there's a, a very large uh, Polynesian character on the show who's an informant and he is hilarious. And he's my, he's my son's favorite character on the show. And the, I, I keep, he keeps watching it all the way through, and I catch random episodes with him, and it's still funny, and it's still good, and they still have that chemistry. I really like this show. I, I, if if you're not, if you find yourself in the middle of a drought, watch Hawaii Five O, and I guarantee you, you will get through two or three seasons before you know it. That's awesome. So watch it. That is way awesome. Well, dude. Are you ready to wrap up this episode that I hope is recorded? <laughs> me too. Hashtag me. No, wait. That's already taken. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, on social media, I am uh, most active on Vero. You can look me up there, Sean Thomas. He is most angry Other... on Twitter. No, I'm really not. I'm not angry anywhere. <laughs> My God. Leave me alone. <laughs> He is most he's most missing on Facebook. I'm well. I am on Facebook. I am on Facebook now. I'm back. I'm back. Um, but on Twitter, I uh, at Maynard ninety eight. Ricky, where can they find you? Well, if 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 I'm if I have the mind to be there, I'm I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter at rickywestbrook.com at uh, not so southern <laughs> really ah at Ricky Westbrook at not so southern gentleman uh, look for not so southern gentleman on Facebook look for Ricky Westbrook on Vero we are both verified there yes hit us up on that Facebook like if you're listening and you're one of the new listeners. Go to our Facebook page and give that a like. It's got a little bit of traffic lately. Um, and, and we all know Facebook's probably the easiest way of communication. So so if you got a question for us, seriously, you can just go give us a like on Facebook and then hit us up on Messenger. We will both see it. Uh, whichever one of us sees it first will probably reply. And, and, then, and then when the next one sees it, you'll get a strange hello, and it'll be the other one trying to reply as well. So we will reply. I'm also Ricky Westbrook on Pinterest. If you care for that sort of thing, I have a bunch of uh, what recipes. I, what I, no, I don't have any Homemade recipes. Cookies, nope. Pies. Let me tell you what I've got. I have uh, comics owned. I've got Arthur Adams. I've got Marvel. 
Jim Chung, uh, 80s nerd, video games, Macross Robotech, uh, oh Transformers in the 80s, DC, Ghost right. Rider, Star Wars. I could keep going. I could do this all go, day. Go I up, could do this all day. Go, go hit up Ricky on Pinterest. He's tired of being Captain America. All right. Four not-so-southern gentlemen. I'm Sean. Nah, I'm about to watch Infinity War again. You don't have a good one.